amazing event. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. About five minutes after the hour of 11 on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. We take you until noon. Tom Cakert momentarily. Dave Sprow on Iowa State. He'll join us about 1125. And then we will give four of our listeners an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxon's 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona online. You can find them klaxonbbq.com, klaxonbbq.com. Uh, looks like the Big Ten Network crew, Trent, is in Iowa City. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, Revson's posting video on his Twitter account. Ooh. Um, Tyler Linderbaum taking some guy for a walk against his will. <laughs> Won't be the last. Oh man, is he's been like this since he since he broke in. I mean, he's been incredible mm-hmm. since um early in his career. Let's get to Tom Caker more on the Hawkeyes. Hello Tom Caker, Trenton Ken, how are you? Doing well. How are you guys? Doing well. Will you be paying attention to Revson's Twitter feed? Maybe pick up a few nuggets that they post? Yeah, that's uh you know, we don't get many um many bites at the apple with Iowa right. practice. So, uh any little uh that we can get, we're going to take. So, uh, yeah, you know, you were mentioning Linderbaum. Just remember, he started out as a defensive tackle. That's incredible, right? It's just incredible. As he was playing high school baseball. Yeah. So I wonder, was the when he was the, the move was was originally broached? Was there any pushback? Do you do you remember Tom? Help us out with the circumstances, because obviously we know he's going to be a very rich man for uh, for making that move. Um, do you do you remember when it happened? Did he? No, nah, I'm a defensive guy, or or was he um, willing to do so right away? He was he was good with it. He just you know whatever the coaches wanted to do, and they actually made that move during bowl prep right. that year. Yep. And um, I just go back to remember talking to somebody at Solon, one of the coaches. I can't I, I can't remember if it was Coach Miller or not. I uh, can't remember, but somebody just told me they're like, yeah, he could be a really good defensive tackle, but he could be an All American at center. Mm. And I was like, oh. Okay, and uh, prophetic words, I yeah, guess. Yeah, huh? I'll say. Well, Tom, it's been a busy week for you going back to last Friday, Media Day, Saturday, the Open Practice Kids Day, and you got an opportunity to see this team. Offense ahead of the defense, something we do not say very often in August when we get this glimpse at the squad, and well, maybe they could have used Tyler Linderbaum over on the other side of the ball. Hmm. Defensive line looks like it needs some work. Is that fair? Yeah, I think they're still kind of rounding into form, and it, it should be noted Noah Shannon, who was who's a starter, was out that day, and also Y.A. Black was uh, still coming back from um, an injury. He played second team reps, so they're still kind of ramping him up uh, for a larger workload. So um, I, I think that line is going to be a, a work in progress. They'll be better in November than they are in September. Um, it's just going to be a challenge for him. But uh, I think from, you know, the other aspect of things, the offense did look really good, and the running back position looks extraordinarily deep with, you know, you you know what you've got with Goodson, but Ivory Kelly Martin looks like he's ready to go from that ACL tear last year, and 
Deshaun Williams and uh, and uh, um, Williams. Gavin Williams yeah. looked really yeah. Both the Williams looked really good, and even Devin Hilson looked pretty good too. Hmm, interesting. Well, by all accounts, uh, Spencer Petrus looked really good. Tom, uh, I get it. It's a it's a it's a practice. Um, a fall practice, but at the same time, the biggest question marks around this team was number seven, the QB, uh, Spencer Petras. And by all accounts, uh, it was his best practice. It's the best he's looked in years. We we knew about the – well, we didn't know the extent of the COVID shutdown from last year, obviously, no spring uh, at, at all. And maybe that was as much to, to do with you know his slow start, but we all saw him come on at the end. Unfortunately, didn't get the Michigan game or the Bull game to continue his growth. But, man, um, I, I'm looking at this Iowa season completely different now based on – you guys reporting on on what you saw in Spencer Petrus last week? Yeah, he did look better. Um, and you know, there's I, I, uh, somebody reached out to me yesterday that I trust, and he he's like he is much improved as, as somebody who's you know seen some stuff in Iowa City beyond what we've seen, and and uh, hearing that that he's much improved um, is is kind of uh, is really good news for for Iowa fans, but. It's going to come down to those first two games, guys. Yep, yep. Um, you know how they do against the, 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 some heavyweights out of the gate. Two ranked teams, two top twenty teams. Uh, one at home, one on the road. And um, if he plays well in both those games, then yeah, we'll load up on uh, Spencer Petra's stock. But if if he struggles, boy, it's going to get um, awfully noisy in Iowa City. Mm. Yes, it will. It can happen very quickly there. One of the most surprising aspects, and something I don't think anybody knew till last week outside of the program, is that Petrus, though he didn't have COVID last summer, he missed over 30 days yep. of competition, of just workouts, going through, working with the guys. I mean, that's impactful. Those are those little things that start to come up here. It's a big season. And how about the weapons? How they're going to, the evolution of the offense overall, from what it was when Brian started to where it is today and how much more do you expect to see unleashed with more Wildcat? You got Arlen Bruce, who's a fun toy to play around with. What do you think of the offense now going forward? I'll tell you what, Arlen Bruce is really good. Yes, he is. Um, and he shined at the practice. He was one of the best receivers that they had. And he's, you know, and I talked to him at Media Day, and he said uh, he's, he's worked some at the Wildcat. And uh, he said, you know, what's it going to take for you to get on the field? And he goes, Brian trusting me. Mm-hmm. So he's still working on that. But uh, they're, they've got, I think the thing that Brian has really embraced is not just kind of the Iowa style of offense, but now he's embraced the idea that you have to just get the ball to your playmakers and let them make plays. So you're going to see Keegan Johnson out there. You're going to see Arlen Bruce out there, Tyrone Tracy Reganey, um, you know, some Charlie Jones. You're going to see guys getting the ball in space and let them try and make plays. Uh, well, speaking of Brian Ferentz, I, I don't know if it, you were there, Tom, or you were part of it, but he was talking about his offense when Jack Campbell apparently walked by or in close proximity, and whatever he was saying, he totally stopped and changed the subject to praise uh, the gifted linebacker uh, and, and just the physical presence of him. He, he went back to his days, his early days in coaching, when he was at uh, in New England, and he brought up, you don't see guys that, uh, that look like that physically that play that position. And he said, I think it was Willie McGinnis, and then he finally, oh, Junior Seau kind of looked like that physically as well. Did you hear that, Tom? And for Brian Ferentz to, you know, obviously the the OC to talk to start praising uh, a linebacker, um, 
kind of came up, kind of caught a lot of people off guard, but uh, and especially when he named those two former Patriots. Yeah, I hadn't seen that. Um, I was well, I, I'd seen it written about, but I, I was not over there. I'll tell you, I talked to Phil Parker about him, about Jack Campbell, and he compared him to Chad Greenway, and that's pretty high praise too. Um, sure. you know, you're talking about a guy who played in the NFL for 10 yeah. years and was an all pro several years for the Vikings. So, um, he's, that's, that's pretty high praise. And I, I think, uh, Campbell told somebody at media day, uh, yeah, that's an insult to Chad Greenway mm-hmm. when they compare him to Chad Greenway. So he's, he knows he's got a lot to, to prove, but I'm really intrigued by linebackers because if they can put Jacobs and, uh, Campbell out there on the wings, I mean, that's the two guys that are just, they're really big. They're both like six three, six four, uh, maybe bigger than that, and two hundred and thirty, two hundred forty pounds, and, and just long limbs, and just can cover a lot of ground. That that's pretty imposing uh, when you can put that those type of guys out on the field. Got a uh, note from uh, one of our listeners. Wanted to ask you, Tom, about the changes that came through the summer in parking for game day. It's going to be different. Those night games. There's no getting to the lot at eight thirty. At least the university owned lots. That's why you park away from the university. And uh, people upset, though. I, I saw a lot of clamoring and talking about that at HawkeyeReport.com. Your takeaway? Yeah, I don't really know. I haven't really investigated any of that. But it's um, parking's going to be different this year. They're going to try and get you in and out and uh, not let you hang out there uh, for longer periods of time. <laughs> you know, the interesting thing was yesterday the Iowa City mayor put out yes. that edict that uh, the emergency order and masking and and distancing and everything and no crowds gathering kind of things. And uh, the university was quick to point out that they're just going to follow the state law, which is, you know, no mask mandate mm-hmm. and anything. So I don't think it's, it's not going to impact anything that happens at Kinnick Stadium in a couple of weeks. Tom, uh, speaking of impact, does the Maryland uh, hosting Iowa on a Friday night impact the likelihood that Penn State is a night game the following week at Kinnick Stadium? I mean, I think everybody wants to see that game under the lights. What What are you hearing, Tom? Would they? I mean, does that hurt the fact of back to back night games, or does that even factor into the equation? Because I hope it's a night game, and I'm thinking I'm speaking for most people. Maybe not the reporters. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. The, the Maryland game will be at Maryland, so I just don't. I don't think it really matters what happens with Iowa City because I think Iowa right. will be fine to. I think Iowa wants to play at that Penn State game at night. I think they have offered that up uh, pretty clearly. Um, that that's their their goal and their ambition that day is to uh, to play that game under the lights at uh, at Kinnick. And this will be one of these ones that we wait until that window thirteen days thirteen before. day window. That's that's when we find yep. out. Okay. Yeah, it'll probably be like that Monday, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that we'll Before find the out Maryland that game, play. yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, so that'll be the, I think that'll be the plan. Um, now, what network picks it up, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. uh, but uh could be Big Ten Network, could be Fox, um, could be ESPN. We'll have to wait and see. Tom, uh, over to a little recruiting for you. Let's start with the commitment this week. Running back from Florida, four-star Jazz Patterson. Thoughts on him? And Xavier Wampka, the young man from Southeast Polk, is now a five-star recruiting prospect. Yeah. Uh, who knew that Southeast Polk had two five-stars? Uh, it's, it's, it's just unreal when you think about that. Uh, um, you know, the, Iowa ha- the state of Iowa, according to rivals, hasn't had a five-star until now. Um, we've been doing the rankings since 2002. 
And, you know, Blake Larson was, That's what I was gonna probably say. one, but that was 2001. Okay. So, um, yeah, so they've had, um, you know, that, that's just, it's wild. And Xavier's going to visit Iowa the first weekend. So, um, he's going to make an unofficial to, uh, to Iowa. So that's a big deal for the Hawkeyes. I think it's Iowa, Notre Dame, Ohio State. And he's, Jeez. you know, the, if you read a lot, read into a lot of stuff, it feels like a lot of people believe that he's favoring. Notre Dame or Ohio State slightly above Iowa, but he's given them some consideration. So I think that's a, that's a big deal. And uh, Jazzy on Patterson, uh, a good running back, a four star. We have him as a four star at Rivals um, out of uh, Deerfield Beach, same place that had the old shoelaces from Michigan. Then our Robinson came out of there. So I think Jerry Judy um, also is from there. Yeah, Jerry Judy. Yeah, they've got some. They've had some good players come through that. Uh, <laughs> That program, uh, really athletic kid. Um, he got a little bit overweight last year during the pandemic. Didn't have as good a junior film, but his sophomore film is really good. And he's just kind of got that feel and really good feet. So, um, be interesting. He, he says he's coming in to play right away. Um, that'd be interesting. And, you know, depending on what happens with, you know, Ivory Kelly Martin could come back in theory. I don't know that he will, but he could. Uh, with the COVID thing, and uh, and what Tyler Goodson does after this year, well, he'll have a decision I yes, think to make will. after the end of the year too. So, um, be interesting. Yeah, I'd be surprised if Goodson doesn't have a very difficult decision to make. I I'd love watching him. Uh, we, we'll see. Tom, uh, basketball wise, uh, Garza and Wieskamp both signed two way contracts. Which one of those two, um, or zero one or both, are in the NBA on opening night? On an NBA roster, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I think Luca's going to be on the roster. I do. Too. I, do. I, I, I think they'll find a way to get him on there. Although both teams have the fifteen contracts already with uh, with the returning guys and people they've signed, so it would have to be somebody kind of going on the shelf uh, or just dumping a guy. But then that that costs you money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know what they'll do. But I just Luca just played so well. And he's kind of a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think he's going to end up being on that roster most of the time this year. I I agree too. And I would have. I mean, if we would have gone back, boys, after the season ended and asked that question. Most of us would have gone Joe, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, after the combine, you would have certainly said Joe right, would be on right. the roster. And that. And, and but now Luca just, boy, he just played so well, and he's got that fan favorite thing going for him, and and that's a pull for a lot of teams. Get a few more tickets sold and mm-hmm. give the guy a chance. He can score. We'll see about the other end of the floor when he gets to that spot. Yeah. Last thing, Tom, on the basketball front, just off season of Iowa basketball. There's no primetime league. We can't overreact to what we see over in, in North Liberty in June and July. So it's different. We don't get a whole lot. What have you heard from the upcoming basketball season? Any nuggets to share with us? You know, not a lot. It's been pretty quiet. Um, we've had a couple of availabilities with players. They were both all singing kind of the praises of Tony Perkins and how he's come along. Mm-hmm. There, but there was something interesting this week. Josh Agundale posted a video of him kind of doing some workout stuff, and he's definitely gotten in better shape. Um, he looks like he's in real basketball shape now and shooting threes and uh, moving really well. He's a, an intriguing piece because if he really comes along, then um, then you got a guy who's going to be a bit more of a brute in the post, and uh, that adds something to uh, Iowa's uh, 
offensive capabilities, and, and we'll see how good of a defender he could be, too. I think he could potentially be a presence down on the post, too. Tom Caker at com. A week from today, Tom Caker, we will uh, get you to go on record for the uh, Nebraska-Illinois game that will take place the very next day as Week Zero will be upon us. Uh, Tom, thank you. Appreciate it as always. Have a great week. We will talk to you next Friday. Thank you, Tom Caker. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com, a part of the Rivals Network. Do great stuff over there. Um, but pay attention to Dave Revson's feed, Big Ten Network. I saw a little bit, uh, as you Did mentioned that. Did you see that. the Linderbaum play? I hadn't seen that one yet. I saw Keegan Johnson, though, hauling in a pass. So, yeah, going to be keeping an eye on that. Yep. Uh, Tom's podcast this week, Hawkeye Report podcast, he had Rick Heller on. Good to hear from Coach Heller, who got a huge commitment yesterday for the 2022 class. Young man from Dubuque, Hempstead, who was committed to North Carolina. Decommits and is going to sign wow. with the Hawkeyes, going to stay in state. Kellen Strohmeyer, who saw at the state tournament, dude is talented. He continues to bring in big-time talent there, and mm. hopefully it'll lead to another NCAA tournament bid next spring. Well, fingers crossed. We will uh, take a timeout, come back with Dave Sproul on Iowa State. Claxons at 11.45-ish, Miller and Condon till noon. 1460 KXNO 10- the Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.TV. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live local sports. Some roofing companies come and go like a passing storm. Here today, gone tomorrow. Not Wolf Roofing. Wolf Roofing has been serving Central Iowa since 1993, from basic repairs to complete re-roofing projects. Wolf Roofing has the expertise to get your job done right. We have a team of highly trained and certified people, both in the field and behind the scenes, who care about your project. For a job done right, get the professionals at Wolf Roofing a call at 225-8866 or find us on the web at wolfroofing.net. Everybody's favorite time of the year is right around the corner, college football season. Doesn't that sound great to celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet a dollar or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer right now. You heard Ken Wright. Yes, he said $200 in free bets from DraftKings when you place a bet of a dollar or more on any college football game. No matter what, win or lose, you got those free bets. Go to DraftKings app right now and check out all the great promos. They have daily odds boosts, and they're offering them all right now. It's safe, secure, and reliable located here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code KXNO to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Iowa only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 800 for life. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent.
1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. It's Miller and Condon. We're glad you're with us. 15 minutes or thereabouts. We will give four of you an opportunity to win some Claxton's Barbecue. If you haven't played in the last month, you are eligible to do so again. We'll give you four uh, games slash props. Get the most rights and win 35 bucks. The runner-up, 25 Claxton's Barbecue, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. From Altoona, where we'll get to in a few minutes, to Ames. Where we'll go right now, Dave Sproul, KASI, 1430 on the AM dial. And a darn good follow at 1430 KASI. Uh, if you're a fan of the Cyclones, you want to be up to date on all the opportunities to hear from some of the assistant coaches. Uh, they post a video up there, lickety-split. Hello, Dave Sproul. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I, I don't know about lickety-split, but I do the best I can. Yeah, you're doing a big job over there. doing a good job over there. How was vacation, by the way? Are you finally out of days off? Not quite yet, but uh, things are ramping up here, so I, I don't know if I'll get a chance to get away too much because uh, we're in a football mode in a very short term here. Doesn't that sound great? Well, you've had an opportunity to uh, to listen in to some of the assistants. Brock Purdy yesterday as well. I, I'm trying to figure out, would I rather be the quarterback coach at Iowa State or would I rather be the linebacker coach at Iowa State this year? <laughs> uh, not a lot of pressure, I wouldn't think, on, on those two dudes. Uh, let's start with the linebackers. Uh, um, what, what did you heard with Coach Veit met you guys uh, earlier uh, this week? Veit or Veit? Yeah, it sounds like Veit. Right. Yeah, and it, it, it sounds like, uh, you know, you got the, the starters there. Uh, we all know about those guys. But the big question is, you know, who would come after that? And it sounds like uh, he's got a lot of confidence, and, and uh, some of the other guys are feeling pretty confident in, in who some of those backups will be. Well, we might see some of those guys on the field a little bit, too, if the opportunity presents stuff, if they need somebody, or if they just, you know, somebody uh, needs a rest. Kendall Jackson is a name that came up a lot when guys have been asked about, you know, who are some of the young guys who are stepping up. And i got to admit, that's not a name I've been terribly familiar with, uh, in the past, but uh, that might be one worth putting in the memory banks because uh, it sounds like he's making some great strides. Uh, Gary Vaughn, Eric Horner, guys, we've seen some action uh, before and uh, we'll probably uh, see some action again this year, whether it's a blowout or maybe just giving some guys some rest. And Deshaun Davis, another uh, name to, to watch there when it comes to rotating some guys through. So, you know, maybe there was a little concern there about beyond those the, the three starters who would give Iowa State some depth, but, you know, there's always coaches and players expressing confidence this time of year, but it sounds like they really do have that confidence in those guys to, to step up if needed. What would Kendall Jackson's nickname be? Grapes? Uh, yeah, something to do with wine, right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grapes. I think that's what we'll call them. So, the, so this kid's got a chance, huh? Yeah, and they sound, you know, I, I again, don't know much about him, but right, yeah. uh, he's, a, he's a guy who, you know, when, when you ask you know, who are the guys, and multiple guys mentioned that name first, that yeah. certainly will get your attention. Absolutely. Dave, uh, to Joel Gordon, Joel Gordon, the quarterback's coach, Ken Nass, who would you rather be in pretty good spot, but, well, if Brock Purdy yeah, good point. gets banged up again, maybe you don't want to be that quarterback coach. Did he talk at all about the youngsters, his thought, takeaways there, and also those inconsistencies that we saw a lot, especially last year, from Brock Purdy, how you iron those out? Uh, yeah, and the first question about the backups, uh, as we talked about before, certainly seems like Hunter Deckers has the, the inside position on being the number two guy behind Brock Purdy. And it sounds like, you know, he's done a lot of work in the weight room to improve his body and his physique and get stronger. Uh, he's got a good 
frame. I think he showed that on the field last year. So adding a little weight to that. And I think Brock Purdy has added a little weight, at least a little muscle. He mm. looks a little more defined uh, this year than he did last year. And, you know, ultimately for, for guys in that position, it's about preventing injury, making sure they can absorb the hits that they take through the, the course of a season. So I, I certainly got the impression that Deckers is, you know, bigger and stronger and maybe even faster than he was last season. And he's the guy whose name, again, comes up more than anyone else's when it comes to talk of the backup. Uh, when it comes to Brock Purdy, yeah, ironing out those those uh, ups and downs. Uh, you know, it sounds like the message has been, even going back to last year, don't try to do everything yourself. you got to have trust in the guys around you. And that's something Brock talked about the other day with the experience that he's got on the offensive line. Got a lot of confidence, a lot of faith in those guys to protect him. The receiving core is maturing and, and developing, and he feels you know there's more there for him to, to rely on. And obviously, you got some experienced tight ends there as well. So, you know, that's something Purdy is talking about: just having that faith and trust in the guys around him, doing his part, not trying to do too much because. You know, when he makes those mistakes, it's mostly out of the idea that he's just trying to carry more of the offense than he probably should. Hmm. You know, one of our afternoon shows, I'm not sure if it was Murph and Andy or the Fanatics, did you see the poll that they had, the win one game? Uh, I think this uh, Seneca Wallace or Brock Purdy. You know, who's the, or maybe it was best quarterback at Iowa State in, 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 in history. Um, Rosenfels was good in his own right, but since it was only those two guys. I mean, Seneca didn't. Seneca, no offense to Whitfer and Danielson, but this is a better group, right? They got an offensive line. You got a Heisman candidate toting the mail. Um, isn't Seneca the answer? Isn't it an easy answer, Trent? I don't think so because look at statistics. I know he's got Purdy's got all the records. It's not even close. But you don't think Seneca would with this group? I I don't know. A lot of mistakes in there. Made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, but he had to make a lot of plays. He did. I, mean, I, I, I get where question. you're going, but it's a good question. I get where you're going, but mm-hmm. it's not even close statistically. No, it's not. He, he didn't he have a positive touchdown to interception. Record. I get right. it. He's got every record, Brock Purdy. I think Seneca's better. <laughs> I do. How about you, Dave? Break the tie. Well, the, the question, as I remember it, was if you need to win one game, who do you want as your quarterback? Okay. And I think that's a really interesting way to frame it because that makes me lean actually towards Seneca Wallace. And remember, Wallace had two seasons at Iowa State, so he doesn't he hasn't accumulated the right. kind of career stats yep. that Brock Purdy has had the chance to. And this is a more offensive era than it was almost 20 years mm-hmm. ago when Seneca was playing, so there's more opportunities to rack up big stats even in single-game or single-season situations. But the thing that separates Seneca for me is that he showed that ability, that he could carry almost an entire offense on his on his back. And it seemed like you know he could play make – plays at an athletic level that Brock Purdy can. That's nothing against Brock Purdy. It's just that Seneca was just that much more gifted kind of athlete player. Remember, he was a wide receiver, I think, in junior college. Mm -hmm. The big reason he came to Iowa State was that they were going to give him a chance to play quarterback instead of putting him out of receiver. Maybe he was a quarterback in junior college and other schools wanted to to move receiver. He wanted that opportunity to play quarterback, and Iowa State gave him that chance. And, man, uh, you know, I watched him play in that game out at Iowa uh, where he mm. brought Iowa State back in the second half, and it felt like he was doing that single-handedly, almost brought Iowa State all, all the way back the next week, or was it the week before down in Kansas City in that game against Florida State. And I think one of the most underrated games I've ever seen is because it wasn't televised, was when he went against Missouri at Jack Trey Stadium. I think it was that same season. Brad Smith was Missouri's quarterback, mm. Seneca Wallace. And it was like those two were just trying to one-up each other the whole time 
It was one of the most entertaining games. It wasn't on TV, so there's no like archive of it <laughs> that doesn't limit a lot of people's memories. So I maybe you know that's a little nostalgia creeping in there, but I would lean towards Seneca Wallace just because I think he's the, the, a guy who is capable of making a spectacular play that few other athletes really can. Do you, do you want what show had it? Was it Murph and Andy? They do a lot of yeah. Play. It was, was yeah. Murph and Andy. Yeah, very good poll. Very good poll. Uh, Dave, I want to go this direction. We know all the returning starters. So much talent here. But of the guys that we know, how who's a guy that can go even higher? Like Brees Hall, he can't get much better than he is because he's already the best quarterback or running back in the country, you know. But who of the guys that have been starters that have been there? Do you think there's still even another level that they can go to? I got one. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I, I first instinct would be to go with a skill position guy, but I, I'm really curious to see what some of these guys in the offensive line, because there were some injuries last year mm-hmm, right. that limited limited guys. And so um, I, I think, you know, Trevor Downing, chief among them, uh, I think there's uh, an opportunity there to see a guy who's, you know, was expected to be an elite level type blocker and Nishoni can be that, but if he, you know, got to stay healthy to be there. And I, I'm going to be really curious to see how he does, uh, if he can stay healthy. I think Xavier Hutchinson actually mm. take a step up because you know, he showed a lot of talent, but he was just getting adjusted to the whole offense. And last year was his first season. He didn't have that full, you know, spring practice and, and summer uh, workout session to, to work on his game. And he showed, obviously, you know, that he's capable and was far and away the best receiver on Iowa State's roster last season. But I, I think he might have another year to him now that he's had that full off season, got the spring practice this year, got that time to, you know, really break down the film and look at things and see how he can improve. So, Maybe, you know, as a skill position guy, Xavier Hutchinson, I think, might have another level in him. Good answer. The the right answer is Ashim Young. That's where I was going. Yeah. I, I, I mean, yours is good, Dave. I'm yeah. just kidding. Long <laughs> uh, but but Ashim Young, I think there's uh, there's another level there, mm-hmm. uh, and we may see it. All right, so what, uh, what's uh, upcoming this, uh, this week? Just more, will you guys have more opportunities? Do you get Campbell again? Uh, not until our first formal press conference of the season. Uh, the defensive coordinator, John Haycock, and offensive uh-huh. coordinator, Tom Manning, are going to talk with the media this afternoon. Uh, and then next week is kind of a dead week because classes start Monday, and they want to give the guys a chance to acclimate to, to that whole routine before throwing them into the you know the, the throws of the season. So then the following week is, is the first game week, and we'll get into the normal routine where Campbell will meet with the, the media on Tuesdays. We'll get some players uh, as well on those days. So uh, it'll be a little bit quiet the next week in terms of actual availabilities, a lot of your favorite writers and broadcasters and TV guys will have uh, stories, I'm sure, banked up and ready to go from all the, the time we got to spend with these guys the last three weeks. So uh, you probably will see see some coverage in, in the various media outlets. But uh, as far as interviews, next week, nothing. It's time to adjust to class and practice and balancing all that work and then on to game week to get prepared for you and I. Good stuff, Dave Sproul. Thanks for doing this for us. We will speak with you next Friday. Appreciate it. Yep, good to hear from you guys. Good to hear from you. Dave Sproul, KSI 1430 on the AM dial. 1430 at 1430 KASI. Boy, these folks went into this Claxons, don't they? Oh, I took three calls during that segment. There's been a couple more lines lining up here. I talked to one of the guys. He's, I've been trying all summer. I finally heard it ring. trying to butter you up. I didn't let him stay, though. Oh, you're a meanie. I am, but the commissioner, you got to come down hard sometimes. You You got to. You can't bend rules, and the rules are until we give you the all clear here on the radio airwaves, mm-hmm. you cannot dial in. 
I'll give you a little tip. How long is our delay? Like seven seconds? Yes. Yeah. So when you think I'm going, when you're listening and you think I've only got seven seconds more talk to <laughs> do, yeah. dial in because right now at this very second, in fact, right now, I've just unbusied the phones. And, well, one, two lines are already lighting up. We'll crazy? take the first four callers at 284-5966, 284-5966. If you're getting a ring, that means you are in. Commissioner Condon, if he finds out that you're getting in here uh, with the, before your month uh, in the, uh, well, penalty box, to use another term, another show's term, yes. is up, um, he'll toss you out. Miller and Condon and Claxon's next on 1460 KXNO. bets off. Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Time to give away some barbecue from our friends at Claxon's, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Online, you can see the menu, you can see the hours, etc. Claxon, Claxon, C-L-A-X-O-N dot com, Claxon, BBQ dot com, Claxon, BBQ dot com. Richard, Doug, Drew, and David in that order. Uh, $35 to the winner. The runner-up gets 25 Richard, how are you, Richard? You finally made it. I finally made it. I'm here. Well, I'm rooting for you. No offense to the other three, but uh, you've been trying all summer long, you told Trent. So uh, best of luck to you. Here you go. Uh, the White Sox in Tampa Bay, pretty big series, um, You know, kind of a benchmark series. Uh, it's in Tampa, three games. Who wins the three-gamer? White Sox Rays. I'm from Chicago. I got to take the White Sox. There you go. Here's another Chicago question. Over under 67 and a half passing yards for Andy Dalton tomorrow. Andy Dalton. Well, I got to believe Ellen Robinson will be effective. Um, I'll take the over. Over for you. Will Otani hit a home run this weekend? Absolutely. That's Babe Ruth. <laughs> he kind of is. Maybe better. Well, that's good all over the top, but he's having a hell of a year. Vikes are minus two and a half versus the Colts. Where's the game at? Uh, in Minnesota. I got to take the Vikings. Queens. Okay, and here's the tiebreaker. Alan Lazard, total receiving yards this weekend. Uh, they're at home against the Jets. Closest without going over, Richard. And he's playing with the Packers, right? Indeed he is. His receiving yards, I'm going to give him 41. 41. Richard, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Doug is with Miller and Condon. Hi, Doug. Hey, love the show, guys. Thank you, man. Appreciate you listening. White Sox, Tampa Bay, who wins the series? I'll go with the White Sox. Uh, Dalton, over under 67 and a half passing yards. We'll go. Uh, we'll go over. Okay, uh, Otani. Does he hit a home run this weekend? Yeah. Vikings give two and a half to the Colts. I got to go with the Vikings. All right, team. So there you go, uh, Lazard. Uh, total receiving yards closest without going over. Uh, we'll go with fifty for Lazard. Thank you, Doug. Have a good weekend. Appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, Drew is next. Hi, Drew. Hey, good morning, Kenny. Uh, here we go, Drew. White Sox, Tampa Bay. Who wins the series? Uh, give me the Rays. Uh, Dalton, over under 67.5 passing yards. I'm going to take the under. Okay. Otani, does he hit a home run? Yes, he does. Vikings give 2.5 to the Colts tomorrow. 
I'm going to go ahead and take the Colts. Colts for you. Lazard's total receiving yards. This is the tiebreaker. Closest without going over, Drew. I'll take 44, Kenny. 44. You have a good weekend. Thank you. You, you too, bud. Okay. Good to hear from you, Drew. And uh, David wraps things up. Hi, David. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, White Sox, Tampa Bay. Who wins the three-game series? The White Sox are my favorite team, but they only beat them two out of three in Chicago, so I'm going to go with the Rays on All that. All right, taking the Rays. Uh, over, okay, over under 67 and a half. Well, Claxon, you want to get that one right. It's worth I, I understand. It. All right, Dalton, over under 67 and a half passing yards. Over. Otani hit a home run this weekend? No. Vikings give two and a half to the Colts. Colts. Tiebreaker, David. Closest without going over. Lazard, total receiving yards tomorrow versus the Jets. 39. David, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate Claxons. 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Claxon, BBQ.com. Claxon, BBQ.com. Next week, we will have college football. The White Sox sweep the series. They do. If. Oh, if. They're only a game back for the best record in the American this League. Is a, this is a fun series. Yes. This is a fun series. And this, this is weekend. a way to, at least for me, get a little more indoctrinated into the Rays. Mm-hmm. I just, they're a tough watch. I get you. I'm with you. But the White Sox are such a fun watch yep. that it makes it a little bit it's easier. Such a, it's such an aesthetically disastrous ballpark to yes. watch a game in. Did you see what they had attendance yesterday? Trent. They had 25,000 for the first three. This is a first-place team, mm-hmm. best team in the American League. I don't think they drew 25,000 in total for the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday game against the Royals. Yesterday, mm-hmm. afternoon game, announced attendance at Major League Baseball yep. game, 5,826. And that might have been the most fans all week. Honestly, there was one that was 4,800, one was like 5,300. They don't deserve this team. So where do you move them? Montreal. Come Tried on, that. the Expos need it. Nah, Canadian dollar. Yeah, it's you got the French. Yeah, but that makes it cool. As I said in Dumb and Dumber, the French are a-holes. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about Nashville? Yeah. I've never been. It's great. Yeah, I've I'm not a country been. music fan. I right. love Nashville. Did you? What about Portland? Portland makes sense. And, of course, Vegas. Vegas makes sense, but they might get the A's. Carolina's either Charlotte or Raleigh. That's always been bandied mm-hmm. about a lot. I think they have to stay out east, though, don't they? Yeah, you can shift things around if need be. I kind of, I want them to be in Montreal, selfishly. It's the first place I ever saw a major league game. Cool beer, beer foie. <laughs> <laughs> Every French. single one of the vendors. How good is your French? Uh, I can speak a petit That means a little bit. <laughs> a little bit? Yeah. I caught that. Um, not good. And it's a requirement. Yeah. It's a requirement up there. You got you're, you're forced to take French in school, and, and you have to now. I mean, the whole country's bilingual. But when I was a kid, you were you had no choice. So that's going to be part of baseball viewing this weekend. Yep, yep. I'll watch the Twins get clubbed by the Yankees and Will hopefully you? make some more money on it. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the hope there. Mets Dodgers. Yeah, Mets are so bad. Sunday right. night baseball is White Sox Tampa, is it not? I'm pretty sure it is. Is that what it is? I'm pretty sure it is. Cardinals, they have the Pirates coming in. Cardinals in. needed that win yesterday to they stay did. close and they got uh, they came back and beat the Brewers. Um Brewers I'm, have the Nationals coming in. Yeah. Yeah. The Nationals just took Purdue from the Blue Jays. Not a great baseball weekend. No, the the series is the White Sox in the race. Yeah. I'm betting Delmar our weekend. This is going to wrap it up for me my horse wagering summer. Oh, okay. For uh, tonight, tomorrow, and uh, and Sunday and preseason and NFL. preseason NFL Chiefs tonight 
three yep. tomorrow. That go noon, yep. three twenty-five, seven o'clock. How good is that? No, they split them up for us. It works out well. Yeah, Chiefs. Uh, I mean, Chiefs are tonight, tonight and then Bears first, mm-hmm. and then. Packers in the middle, mm-hmm. and then the Vikes tomorrow night. Not bad. All right, uh, Murph and Andy slide on in here in an hour and five minutes. Enjoy your final Friday night off until December. Getting ready for Jack's birthday party. Not going to be a oh. fun hanging out kind of night. Well, at least you can be there. That's next, right. next week you could. You'd be in a high school stadium. Valley in this case. Uh, Murph and Andy in an hour and five minutes, and then the Fanatics at three. Don't miss tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. It's the KXNO Saturday morning pregame. We're Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3.